Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, good friend of ours, a gentleman we know from Comedy Sports Indianapolis, one of, if not the most talented improvisers I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I would say, Mr. John Colby. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I thought you were talking about Brent. I'm like, well, I'm also here. Oh, shit. Did I say John? I meant Brent. That's... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. It's fine. Yeah. How are you doing tonight, man? Oh, man. I'm excited to be hanging out with you folks. I, uh, I travel for work all the time. I spend a lot of time alone. So uh, being able to hang out with a couple idiots for an hour, that's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, that... So you're home now? Uh, I am home. I'm home yeah. all week, which is exciting. Nice. That's right. You mentioned you put your daughter to bed. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And for the people at home, do you want to tell them a little bit about what you do and maybe you plug yourself, please, if you want to point people toward, you know, a website or, or wherever they may take advantage of your services? Uh, the, all of that sounded weird. I all know. Of, you're smiling. He gives you a good setup for a bit. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> plug yourself, uh, sell your services. I'm yeah. like, okay. Uh, no, yeah, johncolby.com. I, I teach people how to be better leaders and communicators using improv games. So uh, I do everything from leadership retreats and sales conferences or whatever to like big association events and stuff like that. So whether you have a, a team of five or a ballroom of 5,000, I've done it and it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I love that's That is a clean, concise elevator pitch. I love it. <laughs> it's taking a long time. It's actually, it. I just said it differently than, I, than I've said it. Uh, for a while, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. Like, that's like, that's yeah, yeah. What's it like for this? Because everybody in the speaking world, like, they help you, like, hey, we can help you write a book, or we can help you with your website, or we can help you with your outreach and all that. I'm like, oh, cool. They're like, that'll be $5,000. I'm like, oh, yeah, I I thought we were friends. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, but do you guys, like, like, hang out sometimes, you and other speakers? Where you are friends at least, and like share stories or like tips and stuff. Does that happen too? So it's funny you ask. Like uh, about a year into the pandemic, like all I was doing was virtual work, and I mean I'm an extrovert to the nth degree anyway. So I started. I'm in the National Speakers Association. And there's like a, a you know a website we can all like talk and interact with each other. Uh, but it's like real base level or base level stuff. So I, I started a group and we meet once a week online and I have like literally members from, you know, mainly all over the U S but a couple international people. And we like every week we just like, Hey, what's going well, what's not working. We share war stories and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's cool. And then whenever I travel, like last week I was in Portland, Oregon and I could have lunch with a lady I'd never met before. I'm like, I've seen your face for over a year, but I had no idea how short you were. So it's cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's interesting. I went to the website that I think you're still affiliated with, and it was cool. It was like a menu of speakers that you can order to come speak to your group. I thought that was very interesting and very cool. It was a very collect, uh, eclectic group of folks. Yeah. And it, yeah, I like what you do. I think it's great. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of Cameo. Right where you can get like any yeah. like any celebrity yeah. to like wish you happy birthday or whatever. 
Yeah, but I would love to do that where, um, so I got, <laughs> you know, Jeff Clawson, Jeff Clawson, yeah. uh, for his birthday a couple of years ago, um, we, he, he and I were just hanging out and he's telling me this story about, uh, he went to his first WrestleMania when he was a kid mm-hmm. and his mom actually helped him make a million dollar man, Ted DiBiase costume. <laughs> and so this little like 10 year old Jeff Clawson wore that. And then literally, you know, you know how the internet hears you and then sells you what you want. Right. Well, it, it, like, a couple days later, it's just like, hey, Million Dollar Man's on Cameo. And I'm like, no. And it was like, I don't even think, and maybe it was $100. So I just text, like, the other people from, you know, Fun Dumpster and $3 Bill, like the old school friends. I'm like, hey, anyone? But so several people chipped in 10 bucks, and we bought it for him. And it's literally just Ted DiBiase sitting in an armchair in a T-shirt. And I'm like, man, that's the gig. Yeah. I don't know how much of that money he gets, but it's just him sitting in our chair like, hey, Jeff, I heard that you dressed up like me when you were a kid and you're a big fan of wrestling. And, and I asked him to tell a story. That's because I, I've heard, when it, so if anybody's listening, if you're ever getting a cameo, just so you don't get this base level generic stuff, ask them to say, hey, tell us about a cool story from your your your, your neck of the woods. That's because a that's good idea. excited. Yeah. So he ended up telling like a vaguely racist story about being in Japan, and I'm like, I won't go into the details, but it was it was pretty great. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, if if you had told me like somebody we both know dressed up as the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, <laughs> as a child, Jeff Clausen, he'd be he would have been my maybe not my first guest, but like second or third. He'd have been like yeah, top, one of my top three. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be up there. He's yeah. gonna be up there. Yeah. I would have I would have guessed that. <laughs> And you also might have thought Terrell, but you're like, no, he's going to go junkyard dog. Or something obviously, like that, obviously right? junkyard oh, dog. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah. He w- <laughs> <laughs> Did he recently get married or have another? I feel like there's like a, a major life event happened. To For him. tea? Yeah. He, he got married a couple of years ago. He, uh, his wife is pregnant. That's what I'm thinking. Of. That's nice. what I'm thinking. So yeah. But oh, he's got the teenagers and now all of a sudden he's gonna have another one. I'm like, oh man, you were one foot out the door and now you're starting over. You pushed the yeah. one. Yeah. He did not get the vasectomy he was supposed to get. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's those are the guys. Those were the when I got mine, those were the guys that were in the waiting room. Yeah. Like they clearly had a teenager and the wife was there with the with the carrier, you know. Oh, <laughs> it was no. like Oops. <laughs> oops. oops, I did it again. <laughs> Played with <Yeah>. your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Colby, the movie you brought us, I'm excited to talk about that. This is one I've, I've wanted to do for a while. I wanted to watch it with my children because I think it's a fun movie. And yeah. we actually had another guest lined up to do this at one point, but she had to drop. Uh, so I was very pleased that, that we were finally getting to do this movie. So I'm curious... Uh, what made you choose Little Shop of Horrors, and kind of like what's your what's your history on it? Like, what's your what are your general thoughts about this movie? Uh, I have so many thoughts. I told you, like, right before you logged on, Corey and I, I'm like, I have things I want to say, but I know I'm supposed to shut up and wait. Uh, yeah. So, first of all, not a huge horror movie fan in general, mm-hmm. and so when you I, I asked for a list, like, what are some of the ones you want to do? And so you sent me that big long list, and I'm like, a musical. <laughs> so I was already excited then. Um, also, fun fact, my wife in high school played Audrey. Um, so I, I didn't go to high school with her or anything, but, but I've seen the movie, the video of it. Nice. Um, and that's that's kind of what I want to get into, how much different the live version is compared to the movie. Okay. The li- so, well, yeah, at some point, we can talk about that. That's, a, well, and, no, that's good. I and like talk, the talking on that specifically, I read that they offered the role of Audrey to a couple of their actresses. I don't remember who, um, but they ended up going with, what's her name? Ellen Green, who yeah. she was the actress who played it on stage in the off-Broadway, yeah. uh, off-Broadway musical. She was Audrey. My son, my son goes, how'd they make her voice do that? Her yeah, her voice like an auto tune or something. Her voice is something else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because she can she can sing, but they gave her that ditzy voice, and so you, yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, this was it's it's such a fun movie all around, and um, you know, one thing I'd kind of forgotten was the the three singers, which kind of Gina from Martin. Gina from Martin. I had I totally forgot she was in this movie. I was, I was like, I was like, wait, is that fucking? Because I, I didn't realize. 
like, I haven't seen the movie since probably the late 80s when I was a kid. First of all, like, Bill Murray having, like, an orgasm in the dentist chair. <laughs> yeah. Like, as a kid, I didn't know what was even happening in that scene. But looking back, I'm like, oh, that's Bill Murray. And I'm like, oh, that's Bill Murray. Yeah. So, yeah. We could talk about that scene more, but as a kid, I thought that those, like, those mouth tampon things, yeah. I thought I thought that, he, that those were supposed to be his teeth when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he was like kind of spitting his teeth out. That That's hilarious. Like, look, these special effects aren't very special. That's not even close. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think that, but I definitely like, that's a very formative. Cause I, I remember watching this as a kid as well. And I, like when Bill Murray's like spitting all the, the dental pack, I was like, that's a, I remember that. I remember watching that 20 years ago, tw- 25 yeah. years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> Like, you can tell, like, I guarantee there are people, like, just off camera, just trying everything they can not to lose it. Because yeah. it's just, like, even at the very end, of like, the one last, like, tongue trying to flick them all off. I'm like, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Now, what I read was that everything was scripted up until the point Bill Murray sits in the chair. Oh, really? And that's, oh. that's all him making it up. And they said, and what, what I read, just, just this is just IMDb. I didn't go too deep with this one, but... But it, they had to like cut so much stuff because they just had so much time, you know. Yeah, but there was right. so much material. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they probably gave him a whole day or whatever just to like improv and do whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's well. Like, and when I, he says like "say ah" and he just like sings it, like yeah. it's yeah. so freaking funny. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. <clears throat> yeah, um, he's. Well, I'll tell you this too. So just just if you pick a like, if someone's like pick a movie and you get to hang out with the cast, like yeah. I mean, I didn't remember uh, what's his name, Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest, That's right? Yeah, he's so That's much fun. So funny. Yeah, he's really funny. He's like, "Hello, chums, I'd like to buy your plant." Like, dude, yeah. he's so good. <laughs> My kids lost it when they. I didn't know it was him until I until I looked it up uh, mm. until I saw the cast list. I did, I did the same thing. I'm like, who is it? I, I know that guy. I know that guy. So yeah. I had the same thing. I had to look it up. But like, but yeah, Bill Murray and John Candy and Steve Martin and Rick Moran. I'm like, man, this Jim is Belushi, cool. everybody. Yeah. 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 Where was Jim Belushi? He was the guy at the end who wanted to like, he wanted to buy, he was like, we'll franchise out all of these, okay. you know, we've, we've got a great business plan, you know? Oh, can I tell you the ending? Just, um, I'm sorry, not the ending. <laughs> you know the ending. Yeah. Can I tell you about the ending? Yeah. I was like, this is, this is in the same vein or else it won't make sense later <laughs> um, of when I was a kid and watched it. This was one of those movies and I'm sure you guys have movies like this where I was, well, I watched it up until the part where Seymour has the gun at the end with the plant, with Audrey too. Mm-hmm. And then I think my parents were like, okay, time to get in the car. <laughs> and, and he shoots Audrey and everybody's okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought that that was the ending, but uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't. We can talk about that in a minute, but it was just a weird memory that like, I or l- lack of memory that I have of that movie. The whole sequence at the end where it's like, post-apocalyptic, yeah. I never saw that. Yeah. I don't remember it. Honestly, I don't remember it. So I'm wondering if like, uh, like all had somewhere to go. Cut the end. Well, wait, wait. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious what vision, what version you saw because the version I saw was one. Uh, where did I, I got it off? I think I watched it on Amazon. But the way Frank Oz, the director, originally envisioned this was the same way as the musical, where Audrey actually gets eaten by the plant. Seymour goes to commit suicide and ends up he gets eaten by the plant. It's not, that's not quite right. So oh. what happens is it's the same thing where like Audrey gets hurt, but she, she's safe and then dies. Yeah. And then she says, feed me to the plant. So yes. You can blend your dream somewhere that's green, sings the reprise. And then uh, like he realizes how bad it's getting. And he's like, I got to kill this thing. So he takes like a big knife and he tries to like, go in and like his goal is to go into Audrey too and like kill it from the inside, but it kills him too quick. Right. And <laughs> yeah. then, so like, and, and then, then so that like they imply that it's going to go on, but that's it. Well, and, and, yeah. Well, no, I, I read that in the original ending, they had all these mini miniatures and they had like a world domination, like all these plants took over the world and it was like an apocalyptic ending. But they, but they had to cut it from the theatrical release because it tested so poorly with audiences because they yeah. did they wanted a happy ending. <laughs> when I saw the director's cut. You saw yeah, the I director's cut? I, I did too. Oh, that's I've what, never seen that. So I want to watch that. Maybe that's 
Brent, this answers our question. We we watched the original one, and now we got the the like the big giant long ending where it's like on the Statue of Liberty, and and yeah. kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, I've never seen that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what blew my mind. Like at the end, yeah, they sell them everywhere, and and they take over, and they just like it's ridiculous and i'm like i don't know this i've never seen this so yeah, yeah. that's I what would... a seven dollar amazon purchase gets you oh <laughs> i want to watch that version so bad apparently that's more true to the musical version uh okay. which uh, apparently this is like a 1960 roger corman movie and then start i know jack nicholson was in the bill <laughs> murray role oddly enough yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah i I, again, I googled it. Was just like looking at, and then I started, you know, diving down the rabbit hole. Because once I once I saw the weird ending, I'm like, what's going on? So I like found blooper reels and all sorts of stuff. I, I it was a delight. Ah, uh, no, you know, I think yeah. Where did I or did I get it from the library? I don't remember how I saw this, but I've never seen the that alternate ending. I want to see that now. Yeah, now, yeah, you need to because it's that's probably it's what you insane. Do. But I'll tell you, knowing the musical. The musical just kind of implies it at the end. They don't go into all of that. Like okay. this, like literally, it's like army dudes like shooting at this thing. Like, it, like it's just insane. It's I mean, well, there's it's, multiple it's of them. They're all big. Yeah. 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 And I think at the very end, the very very end, I think it was supposed to be like in the theaters because um, one Audrey blasts through like the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Bre- oh. Breaks the fourth wall even. Yeah. Nice. Well, and I, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, and I read that, you know, Frank Oz, the director, who we should note is the voice and the puppeteering for Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, Sean Eagle, uh, Cookie Monster, Bert, Grover, and Yoda. For, Yoda, yeah. Yeah. So Frank yeah. Oz, the fucking master, um, he, I think he really wanted the dark ending, but he said it tested so poorly that Warner Brothers didn't even want to release the movie. So they they had to like oh, really? yeah like they were on the verge of not even releasing the movie so they had to perk up the ending and uh and and he was like we had to do what we had to do get, to get the movie release released it wasn't creatively fulfilling but it's what we had to do so so what what remind me of the ending cuz again I haven't seen this in 30 years and I saw something different I'm like what did I miss so yeah yeah in the main in the regular ending uh, they're outside. Audrey and Seymour go outside, and then the Jim Belushi character comes. And he's like, "Hey, we want to franchise this out. We want to sell blah 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 blah." And and Rick Moranis is like, "No, get out of here. Get out. Uh, no, I can't let this happen." So he goes in to fight the plant. The plant like crashes the building down on Rick Moranis, and then Rick Moranis just like he 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 comes up out of the rubble with a a giant electrical cord in his hand and 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 shocks the plant and and the plant just like explodes and dies it's like it's it's over like that that. yeah 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 so that's 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 the the original theatrical he was in like the pile of rubble yeah and like comes out of it and then he gets the gun and starts shooting at it and wait did you see the gun part yeah no, not that part where he's shooting at the plant. I think he has a gun at one point, but it's I don't think he ever shoots it in the in the theatrical ending. Yeah, no, in this one he like shoots it and at the, by this point it's bulletproof. And it's like, yeah, it ricochets off of it and I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah, now that the the electric thing, now I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's such a dark ending and and odd, like Cause I wanted a happy ending too. I'm like, I really like the character. Oh, and Frank Oz was quoted as saying, he was like, I learned something very important where in theater you watch the show and then the actors all come out and they take a bow at the end and you're like, Oh, there they are. They're not dead. They're good. He was like, but in a movie they fall in love with these characters. They fall in love with Seymour. They fall in love with Audrey and then they're dead. You've just killed their favorite characters they fucking hate you. Like they, they want nothing to do with this movie. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting that it, it tested so poorly with that dark ending, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, as a guy who's done theater and loves movies and like I taught video production, I'd never thought about that. Like at least they come out and bow at the end. You're like, Oh, 
Right. They kind of do that. They're they okay. kind of do that. They do that thing where some movies do where, like, as the credits are rolling, it's like Seymour played by Rick Moranis. And it's like a quick sort of like little like uh, like throwback of the movie, like like a, a quick like three seconds of him, yeah. like, screen time. Yeah. I wonder if that's like the equivalent of a bow. Yeah. But I, but one thing that's lost in the original, because again, I've never seen the extended director's cut, but one thing that's lost in the original theatrical version is when Audrey's singing about someplace that's green, right? Like she's, she, she's fantasizing about going someplace that's green and you see it as this like suburban, like whatever. But in the movie, it, apparently in the director's cut, it ends up being the belly of this green like plant monster yeah. she goes somewhere that's green which is just digested in the plant of this space beast which is awesome you know yeah i never thought of that i yeah. never never got that that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah it's fucking twisted man <laughs> yeah yeah but but one thing that struck me this time which again i almost forgot about the three women singing i totally forgot that tisha campbell is part of it um yeah. But it almost struck me as like a Greek chorus kind of thing, you yeah, know. That's what it is. Yeah. My son was like, "It's like the movie Hercules." Her- yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. So had, yeah. I taught theater, you know, high school theater for years, and when we talk about Greek theater, I talk about a Greek chorus and what their role was, and we literally do like a. So where have you seen a Greek chorus? And literally, the first one that comes up with kids is Hercules, and then somebody always brings up Little Shop. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. There, there it is. Go. So yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all are passing theater one with Mr. Colby right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the word in the little shop, they were the names of the chorus. They were all each a Greek name or like a Greek tragedy play. Oh, really? And their names. I can look it up. I didn't notice that. That's, that's, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't either. I read it. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's still really cool though. <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought so too. So one of the Greek chorus names was Gina. <laughs> Martin! Martin. Martin. <laughs> she was also in a kid and play movie i think i think yeah, she might have been she, in, house she party. Was in house party i think she was in multiple house party movies yeah Wait, including a, a pajama jam jam <laughs> oh well, what do what, what that's that's from the movie and then also from the trailer like house party two a pajama jam <laughs> Yeah, I think she was also in the movie Boomerang. She's been I was I was shocked when I saw her. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I fucking know that woman. Who is she? Yeah. Like, no, I immediately I'm like, that's Gina. Like yeah. that's I, that like that's formative for me, man. That that show like Martin was one of my favorites. <laughs> that's great. Oh man. Well, Brent, while you're looking that up, I want to talk about uh Martin. The, the 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 whole thing with Steve Martin being the dentist and I love the shot from inside the guy's mouth where he's like he's like drilling in the guy's mouth and the camera's yeah. in the uh, like where the uvula would be that's that's yeah. such a cool shot you know so like, well, such a, what's funny is like first of all it's Frank Oz and Frank Oz is weird which is fun yeah but also like that's the like. That's the whole idea of like being eaten and stuff like that. I even wondered if like the I don't know if you call it a puppet or whatever they made for the to put the camera in to do that. I'm like, I wonder if that's like the same material that they just used and kind of took out the teeth to be the like the, the Audrey the plant. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Painted it like human flesh. Yeah. 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 Dude, that was some wild, wild puppetry making. I mean that's like there were, I had to convince myself, oh, this isn't CGI. Like that's like some of the best like practical effects I've, I think I've seen yeah. doing this podcast. I think well, that's, and this is the one I, that's the best. I I read that they they created like six versions of the puppet from like the very small one to the very large one, right? And and to get the mouth right so it looked like it was speaking, they could like they they were having trouble with it. They could not get it to look right. Um, but then they they ended up filming it in like slow motion, like twelve frames per second, and they would like slow all the music and everything way down, and oh, then really? and then when they sped it up, it looked great, it looked fantastic. So, uh, yeah, they were like really struggling with how to make the lip motions look real until they discovered they could slow, they could record it at a lower rate and then just yeah. speed it up uh, later, which was which is super interesting. I thought. Yeah, well, now I want to watch it again and, and watch that. But yeah, like when 
uh, he, uh, well, in the, you, I guess you didn't see it, but in the, the version that we saw, like, it literally does the same thing like it does to Audrey, where, like, she's alive, whatever, and it wraps around Rick Moranis and, like, eats him. And that, like, after, like, it, it eats him, his lips are going, like, <laughs> like yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, again, sorry, we're spoiling it for you. No, like, no. But even, like, even just when he's talking, like, his, his lips are so, the movements are so nuanced. And yeah. I mean, yeah. it looks or so even when good. he's on the phone, Audrey 2 is talking to Audrey 1. Yeah. It's like, in, in the version I saw, it's like, it's Vine is like twirling the phone cord. Yeah. Like yeah. you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, like, I have young kids, and so I'm a big fan of Sesame Street. But I'll tell you, like, the puppeteers, just like the, the little things they have them do. Like, first of all, Elmo is hilarious. Like, I always thought, like, Elmo's just this, you know, stupid little kid puppet, whatever. But uh, there are times when he's like, oh, really? And kind of, like, side-eyes the camera. And I'm like, that, like, if you, like, the, I mean, the, the Jim Henson, like, puppeteers. Yeah. Puppeteers or whatever. They're so, like, right. smart. They, they, like, you see them almost as, like, actors, not right. just, you know, just puppets. <laughs> right, you're like, has some of the best stuff, like, I'm the queen of Machu Picchu, and I'm really glad to meet you. That shit, like... They're making guacamole, like it's amazing, and then, <laughs> and then like they have like kitty cows. Yeah. So especially my favorite character is a kitty cow because they yeah. go meow moo count by two. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> I, I haven't watched that shit in, in a long time. But it's still it's great. Well, you're welcome, man. Come yeah. on downtown, hang out, me and the kids. We, yeah. we, I miss we, it. Like, good amount of it in. Well, <laughs> I, I I read that for this for the largest uh, Audrey two puppet. There were like sixty puppeteers working Ooh. working at once to to bring Audrey Two to life, the largest version, which is just insane to me. Like I don't know, like what would you even have sixty people doing? <laughs> Where are they? I have no idea. I don't know. It's weird. A, a I, couple... like, I like the idea that it's like they probably only need like six, <laughs> and then everybody else is like, "Okay, Darren, congrats on being a, a puppeteer." We need you to go get sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was, no, yeah, you're, you're one, you'll be in the credits, but we need you to go get sandwiches. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're going to feed. <laughs> it's like it's Audrey a... One gets fed to the plan. You will feed us. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's... Yeah. We, 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 once you're in this thing, it takes so long to get out. Uh, like, we need somebody to help us eat. And then, Derek, I have bad news. Once we're full, that, that food's got to get out. <laughs> so, we, you right. know, like, sumo wrestlers have a wiper. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa. wait, what is this? I don't know if I've ever heard this before. Sumo wrestlers have a wiper? That's that's what I've heard. Like they're they they, they like before competitions have to eat as much as possible to kind of and yeah. so they like some and I'll Google it now because we're talking about it. But I, I've literally heard that like they, they can't even reach back behind their own butt. Yeah. Wow. Like have you seen those like lifetime movies? Where like if you get if you get too big, you can't you can't properly do it. And so on, they sell them. There's like a, it's like a, a it looks like a, uh, like a toilet wand. Well, is that wipe. is that is that why bidets are so big in in Japan? Is that why they have so many bidets there? I wish I had a bidet too. I'd use it every day. I would, I would use it every bidet. Every <laughs> bidet oh, by bidet. Okay, I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. By the way, uh, oh, okay, you were okay. I thought you were just texting. You were doing yeah. work. Yeah, I can't the, they they do. Like some sumo wrestlers have senseis that have to wipe their butts. The sensei does it. That's what it says. He can be like a lower person on the pole, like a train, uh, like a, a sumo in training. No, uh, no. Hold on. I also, first of all, no. It says they're known as. Uh, Tashiyoro or Yori or Oyakata, uh, but referred to by non-Japanese people as elders. Uh, and there's a quote that says, "Be thankful you're not a sumo wrestler. Those guys have the have to have their have to wipe their sensei's asses." So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if it's real. I don't know what it is. I just 
Yeah, again, that was a full Google search, so nobody judge me if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> and I also want to think, it's funny, you're like, no, haven't you seen on my time, these people get so big, they can't wipe their own butts, so they have to buy these things. I thought, like, you could buy people to wipe your butt? Like, <laughs> that's not, that's weird. You could uh, make it a nurse, I don't know. I like, now I'm, I'm imagining an entire, like, human centipede of yeah. just this, like, chain of sumo wrestlers all wiping each other in in, in an endless right, line. Enter the octagon and then wipe each other's butts. And then we'll get started. It sounds like it sounds like an eight bit um, screensaver from the nineties. Yeah, no, and E Honda E Honda is like wipe 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 wipe. Oh yeah, the guy from Street Fighter. Yeah. You know what? You know what's great for podcasts? Visual comedy. I know. Nobody can see it right now, but my hand's going real fast. I know. I I feel like they'll get the they'll get the gist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the ten people, there's got to be like four or five that have played Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's your that's your demographic, right? That's, I think so. Yeah, that's our exact demographic. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, uh, one thing I was curious about was, well, first off, the the actors who were working in the plant shop. Not Rick Moranis. There, there are all these well-known actors that you know from other things. You know, Bill Murray, uh, Belushi, John Candy. But the actors in the plant shop were Ellen Green, which that's a very, like, plant last name. And then oh. Vincent Gardenia. It, that's the guy who played Mr. Mushnick. I was like, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like, that's interesting that their last names were Green and Gardenia. Um, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, you said her name. I'm like, oh, wait, she seems somewhere that's green. And she's like, just want to go home to my family. That's yeah. really what she's talking about. Yeah, she's perfect for the role. She's so good yeah. for that role. Um, but then I, I found it weird that, you know, they uh, the plant eats Steve Martin. And we're like, okay, who fuck that guy. He's kind of a piece of shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then it eats Mr. Mushnick. And that's yeah. a little bit more ambiguous. That's a little bit more uh morally questionable and then after it happens rick moranis gets famous he's on the cover of of magazines he's on tv and but nobody seems to care like nobody asks where did mr mushnick go he's just gone and nobody seems to care <laughs> i mean this was based in the 60s you know life expectancy was probably only like 45 back then <laughs> You know, I don't know. Yeah. Mr. Mushnick went on vacation. Yeah. He might get away with that for years before anyone. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, wait, he's 60 years old. How is he not dead by now? (laughs) Exactly. He he had a good life. Good on him. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I thought it was weird that he disappeared and everybody was like, oh yeah, sure. Whatever. Fine. Like nobody's going to ask questions about that. There's all sorts of like media wanting to know what's going on. Yeah. Nope. Right. Nope. Nobody cares. I love that scene where he finds the where he's he's got a flashback of him finding the plant, and he's like walking with like his shoulders like swinging really hard, and then there's that like awful Asian stereotype guy. Oh yeah, because yeah. he finds the plant. The plant. <laughs> he finds the plant at Chang's. Yes, that's awful. Yeah. Well, like, as soon as because they're like. I don't remember if it's narrating it or if they're singing it or whatever happened. Yeah, he's like, you know, and then like the the, 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 the eclipse or whatever, and then the thing, and then he says a Chinese guy, and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> immediately I knew. I'm like, I know it's supposed to take place in the '60s, but this movie is from the mid '80s, and they yeah. know. Yeah. So well, yeah, we knew it was coming a split <laughs> second before it happened. Yeah, and yeah. even then, all the singers, like the Greek chorus, they're like in these Chinese like dresses, and and, yeah, and it's even that's more what like I mean. everything about it. You're like, go, oh, come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The uh, the the special effects aged well. Some of the some of the uh, politically cho- uh, correct choices did not, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah the, for sure. The nurse in Steve Martin's office plays the nurse in that. 90s movie Romeo and Juliet. Oh, with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. It's it's Juliet's nurse? Yeah. Really? really? Juliet! <laughs> Juliet! That lady. She's the nurse that gets punched 
and gets like the door smashed in her face. Oh yeah. wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So she only takes nursing roles. Only. Yeah. She'd be like, look, I, dro- I was going to school to be a nurse. I dropped out, but I promised yeah. my parents I would only take roles. And those are the only two she ever had. That's right. And she dated Leo for like three months after that movie. Really? really? No. <laughs> God damn it, Brent. I trusted you. <laughs> well, no, I, I read that the daughter, uh, there was a, a guest or one of the clients in the dentist's office was actually the daughter of Jim Henson. And That's right. I don't know. I, I, I need to look into, into it deeper, but we saw a show in Indianapolis where they were doing like a kite slash puppet show. It was like a puppet show, but it was all in the air and it was orchestrated by Jim Henson's daughter. And I don't know if it was the same person who was in this movie, but it was pretty, it was pretty fucking cool. Like they had these giant dragons, like, I, I don't know. It was a really crazy experience, uh, of just watching these puppets like sail through the sky, you know, were you just, were you just high and imagined all this? Yeah. Uh, half I was high, but also it did happen. No. <laughs> It really wasn't nearly as cool as you thought it was. No, like, it was. You just kind of were half asleep and you're laying there. No, like, it was like, it was at the Indy, I, I think it was in the uh, Indianapolis Museum of Art. It was like at the main like art museum. It was outdoors. It was really cool. But, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Jim Henson's son, or is he still maybe, the voice of Kermit after, oh. I like, don't know. And, and I would assume if it's Kermit, it's also... Uh, Ernie and whoever else Jim Henson did, but I think I think his son took over after he passed away. Nice, uh, I hope so. I, I, learned, I learned some of that when um, I introduced you know my kids to Sesame Street, and then Georgia had never seen anything. I mean, this was like two two plus years ago, so she was probably just around two years old. Uh, I was playing Rainbow Connection, and she started listening to that song, and she goes, "Oh, it's Ernie." And I'm like, well played. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. So then started kind of looking into it. And I think I think his son does it now. So so good good on that Henson family. Yeah. Right. Well, and there was a movie recently. I think with uh, I didn't see it, but Melissa McCarthy, where it's like it's a it's a, a detective story. It's like kind of a hard boiled. I don't know if it was R rated, but it was like a. Uh, I don't know, more of a hardcore story with puppets, but I think one of I think one of Jim Henson's kids was involved. Like maybe his son directed it. It was like a a, a direct line from the the Jim Henson brand. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I also did not see it. So sorry, sorry, Mr. Henson. Yeah. And <laughs> crew, but, so whatever that was, yeah, that, that ha- happy time murders or whatever. What was that movie yeah. called? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I've thought about watching that before. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I feel like it's always like, man. Me, me too. I also almost thought about watching that, yeah. Honestly, I fly a lot for work. If it had been on the plane, I probably would have watched it. Yeah. Like, these are, I want, I want somebody to make like the real trailer for this movie, but at the end, the quotes are, I thought about watching it one time. <laughs> I might watch it if yeah. it was on a movie. Yeah. <laughs> plane for 12 hours <laughs> i tried but i fell asleep early on i have children yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. i was stoned out of my mind at the museum of art and i needed something to come down to i watched it but all i remember are like flying kites and i keep people are telling me that never happened but i saw it <laughs> oh man well one uh i think probably the last thing i really want to touch on before we get into head cannons here is that apparently at some point Martin Scorsese was on board to direct this movie and he wanted to do like, he wanted to film it in 3d and it would have been Martin Scorsese's little shop of horrors in 3d. I fucking wish we had gotten that movie. Like what? I love Frank Oz all, all, all love and respect to Frank Oz, but what would that movie have been like? <laughs> Rick Moranis grabs like the electrical cord and says, "Go to hell, you rat bastard!" And he just shouts him away. Yeah. And Mr. Bushnick is even more like New York, New Jersey accent. Like that's yeah. 
undoubtedly. And maybe, maybe Mushnick's even in like in the mob or something like that. So yeah. there's, you know, there's like a dark second story. Yeah. They can only keep the shop going because of mon- money laundering. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Right. He's like Seymour. Oh, I I need you to bury these bodies. Bury them in the in the alley. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, what, yeah. Why just feed the bodies to the to Audrey too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So then they they like don't sell them all over the world or whatever. They just like they the mob every they all have one. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like again, Corey, you didn't see it, but in the version we saw, it eats everybody else, and everything's cool. But when it eats Seymour, it spits out his glasses. Okay. Uh, So, like Brent, you're the only one among us who would have any leftover because, (laughs) like, it would spit out all of all forty pairs of your glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's interesting is when Seymour is dragging is dragging um um uh, Steve Martin's body. His his um what's the tool called where it's a little mirror on a stick? Yeah, it's it, like that spills out and knocks to the ground. Nice. Like that spits out. Oh, nice. So Seymour is a murderer. So they can't. But what's the logic there? Can't eat metal. Can't no because. If you watch when Audrey is eating, she's wearing a ring, and you don't spit out the ring. Yeah. I got questions for Frank Oz. He's still alive. We can find out. <laughs> That's Scorsese. We'll, we'll just break down his door. Listen, Frank Oz, we've got fucking questions. Yeah. You rat bastard. You piece of puppet shit. You piece of puppet They never explained that in Sesame Street. They never showed. They never showed the the puppets going poo. (laughs) Uh, I have a couple different books of Elmo going to the potty. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's they don't put it. It's like there's not a POV though of like the the yeah from inside the toilet. You get to watch it coming down. Like that's how Frank Oz would do it. I I feel like I've seen a video or two, Brent. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so I made it weird. I'm the one. Come on. <laughs> you know what? Like the illustration is of looking up from the toilet water. <laughs> and what's so funny? You guys don't know this, but my book, uh, not mine, my daughter's book. They're all like flip things or pull tabs. So like yeah. when you like one of them, you do this and it shows the toilet like flushing, and another one you pull the the tab. That's the wipe. You do it real fast. <laughs> Again, the hands going real fast, you guys. Street make fight. it make uh, it rain. So then the one like you get you pull it, the poop comes out toward you. Like that. <laughs> That's what it would be. <laughs> yeah, they never do that in pop up books. Like where you pull the tab and something's like coming up. Awesome. Well, do you gents have anything else you want to discuss as far as this movie goes, or uh, do you want to start with the head cannon? I'll start with mine. Doesn't matter to me. Okay. We see what we want. Yeah, and I wanted to see that, but like he's sitting with the plant on his lap in like the radio station. Okay. And it's like going at a girl's butt. I okay. Like, I I could see that. I mean, there's a solid argument to be made for the alien movies, and I could. This is a pretty similar. Yeah. It seems it, like it's about sexual frustration, at least at the beginning of the movie. I could see that. Yeah. 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 So Seymour, Seymour's. I think when we meet him in the movie, he's been down on his luck. He he hates he hates his position in life. And I think when we meet him in the movie, he's working on changing it. And I think when he changes it, he that's when he meets he changes, and then he meets uh, Audrey too. Audrey. He meets the yeah. plant, and he gets he gets the girl. You know, he he he, he turns his life around. So yeah, the, the plant represents his penis. <laughs> yeah, dude, because like the lips of the plant, it looks like it looks like the way my wiener looks. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we should we should get you some medical help. <laughs> no man, it, it's a wiener. It looks like a wiener. I'm yeah, you. <laughs> and your your wiener's like I'm a mean green wiener from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> mean green ween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Scorsese about making that movie. Yeah, I, that's, I fucking, movie. I want to see that sequel. I'll watch it. Yeah. In 3D. Yeah. 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 Next week, we're talking about 2007's The Number 23. So be sure to check that movie out. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod well do you guys have a uh head a head cannon you want to put forth or i can go first doesn't matter to me go for it go first i'll go i'll go okay so uh my mine is fairly simple is there's another plant besides this one who you know lands maybe in a different environment but but it grows up and and it takes a good path it doesn't murder maybe it, it it finds sustenance uh eating cow meat red meat you know and and people grow to love this plant and it becomes the mayor of new york 9 11 happens and this plant has such a good response to 9 11 it's dispatching the fire department it's taking care of everything and with within a few short years this plant becomes president of the united states and it's really just a good trajectory of of a similar plant but but you know, it goes the good path, and and uh, and does the good thing. That that's my head cannon. I thought for a second, I thought this was gonna be Giuliani, and then it like, <laughs> and then he like does a really good response in New York, but then he teams up with a real yeah. horrible person and it just goes downhill. No, and then he it was it was almost Giuliani had he not fallen into the Trump trap. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of thinking like where could you go with this or what could you do with it? Well, what if, what if it ate like cats instead, instead of people, it's cats because yeah. then like how many people, you know, really love cats. Alf. Oh, I was, I was going to say, is this an alf? <laughs> premise? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's an alien and it eats cats. Honestly, I didn't even think of that, but my whole idea was like it eats cats. And then when people find out, people are like, like it's not that big of a deal. So like, yeah, he, 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 like he's not trying to take over the world or anything. He's just trying to get rid of cats and he likes the taste of them. It's a win-win. Yeah, he lives that's in the true. slums. There's strays everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and that's true. See, like I'm okay with cats. I don't have a problem with cats. But like, if you needed to eat them to survive, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't have a problem with it, you know. Yeah, but that will come up when he's running for mayor later. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he's gonna, running for, for mayor of New York, pass that gets him out of the contention for the race. But my my thing is like, you you change like if it eats people, obviously we're gonna hate it. Right. So yeah. What are, what are other things that it's gonna like? What else could it eat that people would be like? I mean, yeah, it just, it just goes down to the dock and slurps mussels like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it it only eats seafood. Maybe maybe it just wants love. Like it doesn't even need food. It yeah. just wants, but it's but it's real needy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So all sorts of things. Because my whole thing is like it needs human blood basically to keep living. Let's go. What else could it need? Yeah, it needs human love. I like it. <laughs> I love it. Hold on, and now it needs human love. Goes back to Brent's. It looks like a penis. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, look, look down right now. Look at your look at your own right now. I'm serious, dude. Mm-hmm. Make it look up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It looks like the, <laughs> <laughs> the first puppet. It looks like it. <laughs> oh wait, I was shit. thinking. What? Frank Frank Oz is in my pants. He's like puppeting the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's like sixty people down there. Yeah, <laughs> all those people he had pictures of them all, like all up the wall, but, but but not like normal pictures. It was like a doctor has has like the X ray machine. It's like yeah, negatives yeah. of everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was thinking like it would be cool if since the movie was in the sixties, if suddenly you dropped a predator in from the predator movies, and like it's it's like Alien versus Predator. But it's like it's yeah. the predator, but then it's also Audrey too. Okay, and how they would possibly like fight and interact. I think that'd be kind of cool. I think if that's gonna be determined on how good it would be, 
if it's the the original like crazy ending where it's gigantic and it's on like like a whole army can't take it down, or if it like it can be electrocuted, like yeah. because you know yeah. like, if it can be electrocuted, there's way too many things that can take it down. But then if it, if it's like hardcore, good, you can make a whole string of movies where it's like you know how they used to have like Godzilla versus whatever, and you know yeah. those old movies. You could do. Audrey two verses and it did a whole series of them and then eventually it would be a Street Fighter character. Yeah. <laughs> e Honda. Yeah. Yeah, versus E Honda. <laughs> I love it. I want to see this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all directed by Scorsese in three D. All of them. Dude, that's that's the, the hardest thing uh for me to believe is that Scorsese almost directed this fucking thing, you know. Yeah. I don't eighty six. I don't know. Do you remember when when Rick Moranis got punched in the face in New York? In real life? Yeah. No, I don't remember. Like somebody, somebody saw the ending and he was mad. He's like, "That was the stupid ending. It should have ended a different way." Right. He was just happy to be relevant to the youth of today. Right. <laughs> no, I do not recall that. Yeah, that happened a couple years ago. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about about this movie or, or uh, John, anything you want to plug before we wrap up here? No, I just need to go back now and watch the, the, the ending you saw and then you just saw the ending we saw because it's so crazy. Yeah. Because I didn't even know mine said director's cut. I didn't even pay attention to that. I was just like, I don't, like you said, I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. That makes I, so much sense. I've never watched the director's cut. Because so. it was such a big production, I thought. Surely that's what they put in the in the movie. No, appear yeah. it was it was like a twenty three minute finale that had to be cut from the three the theatrical release because it had such a bad response from test audiences. Yeah, so. it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so just for people wondering, uh, in nineteen eighty six, is that the year it came out? Right. Yeah. Sounds right. Nineteen eighty six. Yeah. Scorsese did the Color of Money. Okay. With uh, Newman and, and uh, Tom Cruise. Um, and then he also directed a TV series called Amazing Stories. So oh, apparently yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't do it because he had that going on. But the next year, I didn't know this, in 1987, he directed Michael Jackson's Bad Video. <laughs> what? Oh, I that. Wait, I that was directed by Scorsese? Like, what's going on? Whoa. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Jaco, yeah. for being here with us. Thank you, listeners at home. This has been. Head cannon. Ah!